the psychonauts, tripping into the realm of psychedelic psychiatry as hallucinogenic mushrooms go on trial in South Africa. Magic mushrooms could be the kind of breakthrough for mental health treatment that penicillin was as an antibiotic nearly a century ago. Early research into the potential of psychedelics to treat depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress and even alcoholism is so promising, some argue that these substances shouldn't just be kept for the treatment of sick people, but should be used for the betterment of well people too. The Psychonaut dives into the strange new world of psychedelic psychiatry. It stumbles upon an underground movement of self-styled healers and self-medicators. It contemplates whether this could be a new chapter in the environmental movement. And it follows a bid in the South African courts to have hallucinogenic mushrooms removed from a rogues gallery of illicit drugs. My name is Leonie Joubert, and this podcast is a bit of an experiment. I'm a science writer based in Cape Town, South Africa, and I usually work in the written form. I've spent the past 15 or so years telling stories about some of our big and difficult environmental and social problems. The impact of climate change on our natural environment, for instance, and on vulnerable people living in those spaces. I've looked at energy policy issues, agriculture urbanization. And I've tried to put the human face on the roots of hunger and nutritional illness in the cityscape. A few months ago, in the autumn of 2017, I started working on an article that was a bit outside of my usual area. The story is about an upcoming high court case that is set to test the constitutionality of a part of the Drugs and Drug Trafficking Controls Act here in South Africa. Here's the short version. In December 2014, a woman was arrested in Somerset West outside Cape Town in connection with hosting what she calls mushroom ceremonies. The self-styled traditional healer allegedly uses hallucinogenic mushrooms to take people on deep psychedelic trips. People say these are profound mystical and healing experiences. But magic mushrooms are listed as a Schedule 7 drug here. That's the equivalent of a Schedule 1 drug in the United States and in many other countries. So this puts them alongside substances like heroin, mandrax and crystal meth, what we call tick here in South Africa. The charges brought against the traditional healer are serious. Possession and dealing of a substance that could come with a minimum 15-year jail sentence. Her argument? Well, the law is unjust. She says that psychedelic mushrooms aren't dangerous and addictive, as the state claims, and she argues that they could have therapeutic and spiritual value. Early in 2018, the legal team that's handling the case plans to start a process through which they hope to show the Western Cape High Court that hallucinogenic mushrooms have powerful therapeutic and spiritual benefits for people, and they'll argue that to deny South Africans access to the substance is unconstitutional. They'll ask South African lawmakers to remove hallucinogenic mushrooms from the Schedule 7 listing in our law books, and then create regulations that will allow them to be grown, 
distributed, sold and used here safely. I started writing up the story as a single feature article for a local online newspaper, but I quickly realised that it's a much bigger story, because it turns out there's a fascinating body of science about the resurgent field called psychedelic psychiatry. In the 1940s, 50s and 60s, early researchers were discovering that psychedelics might have potential for treating depression, alcoholism and end-of-life anxiety in terminal cancer patients. But research was shut down when the moral panic surrounding the flower power generation had the United Nations ban these drugs. Since then, all signatory countries of the UN 1971 Convention on Psychotropic Substances have to align their domestic laws and regulations with this international standard, South Africa included. As I dug deeper, I also found that there's a growing movement of people who are convinced about the therapeutic potential of psychedelics. But because the substances are illegal, they've turned to underground journey guides to help with their own healing and self-actualization. The US science writer and journalism professor Michael Pollan, he also dipped into the world of psychedelic psychiatry a while ago. His summary? If the early research around the therapeutic potential of psychedelics is as promising as it looks, then these substances shouldn't just be kept for the treatment of sick people they should be used for the betterment of well people too. As I said, it was all too much to squeeze into a single feature story, but turning it into a popular science book, which is my normal approach, also didn't look viable. Books take too long to get onto the shelves, and they're expensive, which limits their reach. People also don't read long-form stories online, so that didn't look like a good option. I think the story is too important to let it be held back by the financial and practical constraints of the publishing industry. Because if people's experience of psychedelics is to be believed, these substances have the potential to help us deal with more than just the painful existential stuff of being human. They might also have implications for dealing with today's many environmental crises. Reporting back on their psychedelic trips, Many people say they return with a profound feeling of a new connectedness with nature. They say they don't feel like outside viewers of nature anymore, but they feel deeply rooted in it. I'm wondering, could this be a way to get people to realise that we are part of nature, not subjugators of nature? To get the story out quickly, and to reach widely, I thought I'd launch into the world of podcasting to see if we can get a conversation going about psychedelics, ahead of these mushrooms going on trial in 2018. This story will look at the history of the therapeutic use of psychedelics for treating mood disorders and addiction, and why research was shut down in the 1970s. It'll look at how these substances are used therapeutically and recreationally by a subculture that has echoes of the peacenik movement of the 1960s. It'll consider the renaissance of psychedelic psychiatry, It'll draw on what people are learning about the potential risks of using these substances. And it'll describe the world that people find when they go on these journeys. There's a heap of information to get through in the series. We're only going to be able to get to the risks associated with taking psychedelics in a later episode. So please keep an eye out for that. This may temper some of the excitement about these findings, with a frank discussion about what the risks are and how to reduce them. 
The psychedelic experience isn't something you just dip into, the way you have a glass of wine next to the braai fire. And it's also not like taking a pull to get rid of a headache. Psychedelics work because of the subjective experience you have while you're on the trip, by all accounts. That means having the right setting, the right people around you, and an experienced sitter or therapist. Deep psychedelic trips are hard work, and they can be overwhelming at times for some. This experience isn't for everyone. Some people may just be too fragile. Others may have conditions that make it unsafe to try psychedelics. Anyone with a history of psychosis or schizophrenia, either personally or in their families, should stay well clear. But more of that later. Remember the astronomer Carl Sagan? Well, one of his favourite catchphrases was that we must be open-minded, but not so open-minded that our brains fall out. The psychedelic community is calling for regulations and laws to be loosened up around these substances, so that the claims about their effectiveness for treating mood disorders and addictions can be tested in the lab. And if they're found to work alongside other treatments, how can we get them safely into the therapy room? The Psychonauts podcast is an attempt to get this conversation going here in South Africa. It's a call to set aside what the drug policy activists and researchers say are the misconceptions about psychedelics, so that we can test to see if they might actually have some health benefits for us. And at the same time as calling for us to be open-minded about them, let's not be so open-minded that our brains fall out. In the meantime, let's get talking.